Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Priorities on Purpose. Listen, did you know that today, this month, even though we might be almost to the end of May, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. And you know your girl loves some real talk and loves encouraging you to open up and talk about your own personal struggles with your mental health, whether it be depression, anxiety, ADHD, or something totally different. We're going to be talking about it in this episode. So one of my one-on-one coaching clients was available for laser coaching. And we did this a couple weeks ago. And in it, she opens up about her mental health and her need to go back to the doctor. And so she took some big steps with courage, reached out, went to the doctor, and something was said during this appointment that blew my mind. And I want to share this episode with you so that we can make sure that something like this does not happen ever again. And if it does, we know that they're the problem. We are not. All right. Can you tell I'm a little fired up? I'm very much still fired up. And this was a couple weeks ago. It's just not, it's not okay. And we need to do better. So listen to this episode and then share with a friend and let's get the word out about mental health struggles because pulling up your big girl panties, it's not okay to be telling somebody that in 2023. Hey there, I'm Alyssa Batt, the host of Priorities on Purpose, a podcast for overwhelmed direct sellers who want to grow their income, audience, and influence without sacrificing their mental health and main priorities. Whether you're just starting a new adventure or you're 15 years in and have already climbed the ranks, I want to help you have the life and the business of your dreams. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Or maybe you thought you had it and something changed. Whether you have your entire dream mapped out or have completely given up on all the possibilities, I'm here to remind you that God is bigger than the little box we put him in. This side gig is part of his plan. It's not your sole purpose, but it absolutely has purpose. As a Christian life and business coach, I'm here to help you get out of your head and live with intention so you can enjoy what matters most without the guilt. More time to do what you love, more peace, more impact, more money, and opportunities to give to those you want to help. I promise to be your hype girl, business bestie, and biggest cheerleader as I share proven and simple strategies that will be sure to help you live a fulfilled life with a strong, sustainable business. Are you ready to stop chasing all the shiny things and get laser focused? Put your earbuds in while you're cooking dinner or folding that laundry and let's get to it, friend. This is one time when multitasking is actually going to be beneficial. Okay, so Mary said, I had a doctor visit today and I got my anxiety and depression medicine upped. Also, I've set up an over-the-phone visit with someone to talk about some of my personal issues. May only be one session or a few. I'm not sure yet. I am having anxiety over it. Also feeling like I am trying to get attention. Okay, so let's start with talking to me about that last part. Feeling like I'm trying to get attention. What does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) It's because... Do you mean like get attention as in like poor, poor me? Like you're asking for pity? Is that what you mean? Maybe. Well, yeah, kind of, I suppose, whatever. Trying to, uh, yeah, kind of, I guess. This is like, I feel dumb. (laughs) I feel dumb. Yeah. 
So you feel like this is attention-seeking behavior. Somewhat, yes. Mm -hmm. And this is directly related to getting your medication upped and reaching out and setting up an appointment to talk to somebody. Yeah, especially especially the reaching out and getting an appointment to talk, talk to somebody. I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, like this morning when I shared my doctor, you know, kind of what's going on. I don't know. I feel belittled or something in one. You know, I don't know. I feel like, you know. So you feel like your doctor belittled you? Well, I don't, I don't think she meant to or, you know, in any way. But I sort of feel like, and I don't know if I got it that direct from her or more from the nurse or whatever. But it's kind of like, you know. Feel like, you know, put on your big girl undies and deal with it. <laughs> it's kind of, I guess, what, whatever. Okay. And that's directly related to like you feeling like you're struggling with your mental health? Uh huh. Okay. Well, I have lots of questions. Number one, sometimes we do need to pick, you know, pull up our big girl panties and do life. But when you are there seeking help, that is putting on your big girl panties. <laughs> like you reached out for help. That was an act of courage. That was that step that you could take saying, help me. That is pulling up your big girl panties. And so I want you to recognize that because that is so important. You know, this month is Mental Health Awareness Month. And our mental health is a thing. Like, we consume too much information. There's so much noise. And we live in this world where things are happening all around us. And in the past, I think you're old enough to probably remember, like, you didn't know all the information that you know now, right? Right. And so now you have this awareness of so many things that was not even, like, you had no clue about. Because we're inundated with it all the time on social media. And so that plays into it. Also, we aren't moving our bodies enough. We're not getting outside as much. And so, again, all of these pieces like play into why we're struggling with our mental health. Some of it we can't control because life happens. Things happen that are going to cause us to struggle and be anxious or have like depression type symptoms. And so I just want to acknowledge you that you you put on your big girl panties by going to that doctor's appointment, because that right there is a step that so many are not willing to do. And not only did you call and you made an appointment, but you also showed up and didn't cancel on chicken out. That right there, huge deal. I want you to be acknowledged for that because, again, that's more than most who are struggling can do. They can't even get to that point. You fought for that and was willing to acknowledge that it's important enough for you to follow through on knowing, hold on, let's take another moment here. Your husband just got out of the hospital and so... You are a caregiver. And as a caregiver, you are normally like the selfless person who's helping other people and you neglect yourself in the process because it's more important for you to help them and let yourself go. Am I right? Yeah. So again, 
You didn't cancel this appointment. You scheduled this appointment. You followed through. You went to the appointment. And then when you got there, you were able to say the words out loud. (laughs) Another thing that so many people aren't willing to do. You were able to say, like, I think I need help. That's a big deal because you said it out loud. And when you say it out loud, it means it no longer has power over you. You brought what the enemy wanted to keep you in bondage with and said it out loud, bringing it into the light. And now God can work in you in this area. And what's brought into the light is no longer the enemy. The enemy like can't do anything with. And so acknowledging it out loud is so important. Feeling dumb, recognize that's from the enemy, whether it came from the doctor, the nurse, or just in your head because of things you've been taught as a kid or, you know, so many times, especially older generations, I think you didn't talk about your feelings. You just like suck it up and go on, right? That's not healthy because you can't heal from what you're not willing to acknowledge. And being able to take that thing your feelings. Again, feelings are facts, but they do tell a story. How many times, Mary, have you heard me say that? (laughs) A lot. So feelings are facts, but they tell a story. These feelings that you're feeling, whether it's fact or not, it's real in the moment for you. And so if you're feeling dumb, you're not dumb. I know you're not dumb. You know, you're not dumb but you're feeling dumb. Why are you feeling dumb? Because the enemy wants you to feel shame. You don't need to feel shame. And so you have to look at those, recognize it for what it is and flip the scripts. You may feel dumb, but why do I think this? Like that's probably because of things that you grew up believing. Maybe that somebody, you know, if you were ever verbally abused as a child or even as an adult, that's probably where those feelings come from. So recognizing that and saying, okay, this is why I'm feeling this way. It's not true. And then reminding yourself that you are smart. You are not dumb. And think about the proof. I know you have proof. Flip that script. What's the proof that proves you're not dumb? Make a list. And so when you have those moments of feeling insecure or dumb, you can be like, no, I'm not dumb. I've been able to accomplish this, 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 and this. You know, I'm willing to do this. God gave me a brain and he gives me wisdom and discernment. I'm not dumb. You're not dumb. Are you taking notes? And then the attention-seeking behavior, again, I understand I I really think this probably goes back to maybe the way you were raised or the the way you were taught at some point that it's like, oh, this like there's shame around it. Attention seeking behavior to me, when you feel like that, like it feels negative. But I want you to flip the script on that, too, and recognize that you are worthy of the attention because you matter. You matter to the people around you. You matter to your husband. You matter to your child. You matter to God. You matter to me. You matter. And so it's okay for the attention to be on you 
because you're worthy of it. You are worthy of the attention because you matter and you're loved. And sometimes, you know, just because the things you're struggling with is more internal instead of external and you're not like bleeding out and everyone can see it and it's not as visible as maybe like what your husband's struggling with or other people that you know who are fighting other things. It doesn't matter like that it's different. It still matters. And I think that we want to dismiss or we go through this like, what they're going through is harder. It's not. There is no trophy for hard. <laughs> hard is hard. <laughs> now, I want to tell you, because I know the things that we have been working on really relates to you getting into your feelings, because these are things that you have avoided for a really long time. So I hate to say this, but I'm not surprised that you're currently struggling in this area. Because when you quiet the noise, and you stop flying by the seat of your pants and playing games till, you know, 4am, and you stop just surviving on that hamster wheels, buying stuff to numb the pain or avoid and escape, the feelings show up. Because these are feelings that have been there all the time, but you've just kept pushing them down, pushing them down, burying them, avoiding them, trying to escape from them. And you've been going in the opposite direction and you can't heal from what you don't face. And so now you're moving forward. And as you move forward, these things are coming to the surface because you have opened yourself up to allow for it. And while it seems scary and it seems hard and you're not comfortable right now, it's an opportunity for God to minister to you in a way that only he can. Because for so long, we are coping just to survive. And God doesn't want you just to survive. He wants you to truly live in freedom. And for that to happen, Sometimes there's a resetting that has to take place where I think I talked about this in my stories yesterday. Like if you break a bone, let's say you break your nose and you don't get it fixed, it's going to heal crooked, right? And that means that it wasn't properly set and it didn't heal properly. And so then you have all kinds of issues, right? You may have like breathing issues, sinus issues. I don't know. I've never broken my nose and I'm not a nurse. So just go with me here. But... Now is an opportunity for you to truly heal. And to truly heal, sometimes the bone has to be rebroken to allow God, because now you're aware of it. And before, again, you were just trying to survive. You were in survival mode. And now you're not in survival mode. You're actually working to live a fulfilled life and you're being intentional. And when you're being intentional, it's an opportunity for God to truly heal you in ways that you couldn't at the time. And so the breaking part is hard. But when you get through this season of the breaking, that's where the freedom is. 
And so it's hard. And I want you to know, I know it's hard because I'm on this journey with you. There are some days where it it's it's going to be so bad that you have to have your prayer partners pray for you because you don't even have the the fight left in you to pray for yourself. Been there. I understand that. That's a thing. So you've really got to look at your battle plan and have a battle plan so that when things get really hard, you're protected because there are going to be times when you are feeling super weak and you can't fight for yourself because that's part of the, you know, dealing with the trauma that you've gone through, all the things that are coming up to the surface, right? And so one, journaling, journaling through the emotions and prayer, having people pray for you and intercede on your behalf when you're too weak to pray. The fact that you went to the doctor, again, that's part of your battle plan. Taking your medication. Some people think that we don't need the medicine. Sometimes we need the medication. I don't want to be on the medication for the rest of my life, but I know that in this season, I wouldn't be able to get out of bed without the medication. Like I wouldn't be able to do life at all without the medication because right now I need help. I need help that's more than what I could do on my own. And so I'm thankful that God created medicine to help us in in the midst of the struggle and when it's really, really hard. So the fact that you recognize that therapy, seeing a therapist that is trained in helping you with some of the things that you're wanting to talk to them about, like, like the anxiety that you're feeling is normal because this is uncomfortable. This is new territory for you. And so new territory, it's going to be uncomfortable. The anxiety is going to be there, but you can surrender that. That is your sacrifice. You give that to God and let God have it and be like, I am feeling anxious, but I'm going to give that to you and let you take it as I continue to move forward. And so just like Peter, (laughs) when he was walking to Jesus, he had to keep his eyes on Jesus. So as long as you keep your eyes focused on God and not the waves and the high water and other people and all of the things that are around you, that will help you as well. But therapy, I think, is like, that's not dumb. That's not you just trying to make something about you. That is wisdom. That is discernment to recognize that you you need the support right now. That is courage. It took so much courage for you to be willing to do that. And then not only willing, but do it. I hope insurance, will insurance pay for it? I hope so. I hope so too. Because actually I did not ask that question. And I should have. Yeah. If not, well, it will sure for sure be short. (laughs) Yeah. So hopefully insurance will cover it. If not, there's a lot of places that will do it and it's based on your income. So maybe that will help you as well. But don't give up. And if the first therapist doesn't work out, it doesn't mean all therapists are bad. It means she's just, she or he is not a good fit for you. Be very mindful when you go in there and intentional and pray before you go in there so that you can 
have the wisdom and discernment to know if this person's going to lead you astray or going to really help you because a bad therapist can screw you up more than not going to therapy. But a good therapist will do the complete opposite. And so just be mindful of that. I'm not saying all are bad. There's amazing therapists out there, but you do need to be discerning because, you know, I had a therapist who, when talking about, so here's one of my struggles, kind of putting this out here for everybody. As I've been working through my own sexual abuse story, one of the things that I have recognized is how much it impacts my marriage and the intimacy I have with my husband. And that's an area where I knew I needed therapy because I couldn't, I can't do that on my own. I don't know how, but I recognize that it was a problem. And, you know, Eric and I have been married for 23 years. And the main thing we fight about always is, you know, and in that, you know, for a long time, I felt like it was because we went all the way before we got married. And um, so I thought like that was God punishing us for not waiting. And um, God set me free of that a few years ago with a book that I read by T.D. Jakes. He talks about how like when we continue punishing ourselves for something that we've already repented from, like that's why Jesus died on the cross. So what was the point of him dying on the cross if he was going to continue to punish us from something that we already repented. Like it's, it's, it's gone. It's wiped away. Right. And so if it's wiped away, why am I still feeling the shame? And like, he's punishing me. That was in my head. That wasn't from God. That was from the enemy trying to derail me and keep me in this place of shame because we went all the way before we got married. And so through that, that opened this, this, you know, as I'm walking through this, I'm like, okay, well, if that's not it, okay, God puts our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. I like that. That's really good, Nikki. So moving forward, you know, I was like, okay, that was my excuse and my reason for why I thought that was something we were always going to have to struggle with. And it was just something that couldn't be fixed because it's a problem. And as I recognize the sexual abuse that's happened in my life, I saw these connections and God showed me that that is the reason why we have issues with intimacy. And honestly, I just have my own issues just with sex in general. And so in that, I knew I needed therapy. Long story short, because now like this turned into a whole thing. My therapist pretty much said, well, isn't that why we just fake it? And I was like, no. I canceled like I after that I I recognize like she's not the therapist for me because I knew that I that's possible but that's not fixing that's a band-aid. I don't want a band-aid. I want to be set free in this area so this is no longer a struggle for me. And so again, that's why I say you have to be careful about therapists because sometimes there are certain like That's probably not the area that she specializes in, obviously, because I don't think that was a great answer. I think recognizing that healing can come and that 
we don't have to just fake it. You know, like that's no true healing is available. And sometimes therapy, working with a professional who specializes in an area will help us. It's like going to a doctor when you have a heart problem, right? Like I can't fix my heart. God can fix my heart. But sometimes, you know, he's saying, go to the doctor. I equip this person with the knowledge to help you. And so therapy is really good. I'm very proud of you for making that decision and going there. And have you scheduled the appointment yet? No, I'm supposed to hear back from them. Okay. So scheduling that, I would love for you to reach out to me and tell me when you have that appointment, because I want to pray for you around it. And also, again, I just want to acknowledge you and celebrate you because this is a big deal. You don't even like talking about your feelings. So the fact, and this is another thing that I think is always interesting. When we, whether you want to say you feel led to do something or you feel God telling you to do something or whatever, one way I always assert is like, is this something that comes naturally for you? Like in your flesh, is this like, yes, this is what I should, what I'm going to do. For you, that is not something that you would naturally want to do. And so to me, this is like God helping you and telling you like, this is a direction that you can go to get the help. And that's big. And so sometimes we're like, is this me just being in my head and being a baby? Or is this something that I really need help with? No. Naturally, you're a suck it up buttercup. Like, I just like, it is what it is. Am I right? It just is. Yep. (laughs) And so for you to be knowledge that, you know, it may be it is what it is right now, but that is that doesn't mean it's the way it always has to be. And you recognize that now and you know that God wants to free you of this. And so I'm just really, really proud of you. And you are worthy of the attention, friend. Believe that. And in life, like, and this goes for everyone, we do not have to settle. Like so many times we settle for this life of complacency and just existing. God did not put you on this earth to exist. He puts you on this earth for a purpose. Every day that you wake up with breath in your lungs is a day that God has created like something for you. There are opportunities all around you to serve and for other people to, you know, opportunities both ends for people to pour into you and you to pour out to others. And you have a purpose. Mary, I know you have been a one-on-one client of mine. And so I know your purpose. We've talked enough that I see it. I know what God is doing. He is in this process of breaking you free of all of these things that have been holding you back and keeping you like stuck and repressed. And he's breaking you free of that. So you can then help other people become free. I see that in you. And so I just want to say like, keep fighting keep fighting and make sure that on the days when you feel like you don't have any fight left in you, 
that you reach out to the people that you can reach out to and say, pray for me. Last Monday, I was in a really bad place. I was sick, miserable, like all the things. Like I literally sent a picture to my sister and I had tissue stuck up my nose because the snot would not stop dripping. Like it just kept coming down. It sounds disgusting. It was disgusting. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, like nausea, stomach issues. And on top of all of that, anxiety and depression that was so intense, so intense mm-hmm. that I couldn't, you know, most days I can get out of bed. I can fight for myself. And really, and when I say fight for myself, that means like I can pray and I can talk to God and be like, God, I need you to help me. But I'm telling you that when you're dealing with stuff, there are days when you can't pray for yourself because you are so dang tired. And it's in those days. And I remember sending a text to a couple of my friends just saying, I need you to pray for me. I just need you to pray for me. I didn't even have to tell them why. But I am telling you within 24 hours, I was feeling like, first of all, within 24 hours, I had clarity on why I was struggling. And I didn't even know. I was like, something's not right. Something like I could just feel something in my spirit that was just wrong. I felt this heaviness. Like I couldn't breathe. I felt paralyzed. I wanted to hide in my cave, which is also my bed, and just try to sleep away to escape from the feelings that I was feeling. And I had no idea why I was feeling that way. But after asking my friends to pray for me, I'm not even kidding you, within 24 hours, I recognized why I was feeling the way I felt. And that allowed me to talk to God about it and be like, okay, God, like, this is why I'm feeling this way. Again, related to trauma, it was related to trauma. And one little thing that had triggered all of these emotions which, you know, a lot of people say, you know, like, they want to avoid the triggers. I say the triggers are an opportunity for you to allow God to minister to you and heal you in those places that only he can heal you from. Avoiding it isn't helping you. Sometimes when we're in survival mode, yes, like we can't go there yet. But God wants you to get to a place where you can go go there so you can get through it and be on the other side. And then, like the Bible says, He will use it. What the enemy meant for bad and for evil and to take you out, God will use for you to continue to move forward and it'll be part of your purpose and give glory to God. Hey friends, that's it for this episode. If you found value, I would love it if you could take a couple of seconds and leave me a quick review. While it may seem super simple, it is so beneficial and gives me the opportunity to help more women. Also take a screenshot and share it on social media with your biggest aha today. Don't forget to tag me at Melissa Bad Official so we can connect. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friend, keep walking it out one baby step at a time because God's got you.